Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow dietitian. I'm a coach to my fellow female colleagues all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that focus on sales. Lauren Smith is a fellow sorority sister, registered dietitian, and founder of the Sorority Nutritionist. After gaining nearly 20 pounds her freshman year of college and feeling so lost when it came to nutrition, Lauren was left feeling insecure in her body and lacked confidence in herself. Determined to lose weight, Lauren did what any sorority sister would do, turn to celebrities, social media, and what her friends were doing to lose weight. Unfortunately, this led her down a path of restrictive eating, stress, and anxiety when it came to fueling her body. After navigating diets that left her social life in shambles and food guilt at the same, all at the same time, her senior her senior year of college, she began to realize that her entire approach to nutrition was wrong and decided that she had to change her mindset towards food to get the real results she was looking for. Flash forward seven years and Lauren founded the Sorority Nutritionist to share all that she's learned throughout her weight loss and dieting journey. She turned her biggest insecurity into her passion and has helped hundreds of women just like you lose weight and gain confidence with her balanced and fun weight loss method. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited to have Lauren Smith, registered dietitian and client of mine, join today's episode. Welcome, Lauren. I am so excited to be back, Libby. It's an honor. I'm excited <laughs> to have you. Thank you for your time and for sharing your uh, you know, inspiring journey with the listeners. Is there anything from that bio that I needed to that I need to add or make sure that the listeners are aware of? No, I think you nailed it perfectly. I'm a dietitian and most of all, a fun sorority sister. So um, I'm very lighthearted and, um, but I mean business when it comes to nutrition. Absolutely. And for those uh, who don't know uh, or don't follow you on social, if you could just plug your Instagram and your website, make sure everybody listening can follow your journey. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. That's mostly where I hang out, especially in my stories at sorority.nutritionist. And you can also find me online. Um, I have a website with a blog and a lot of great things there at the sororitynutritionist.com. Fantastic. All right. So as a recap, if, for those of you listening, if you haven't already heard, we have a previous episode where Lauren, you can follow Lauren's journey, which is so fun. So make sure to listen to that episode either before or after today's. And I want to share with you some exciting updates that Lauren has made in her business to inspire you and show you that it's possible for you as well to create the business and dreams and life that you want the same way that Lauren has. So why don't we start off, Lauren, and you talk to us a little bit about your biggest news so we don't have to wait till the end. Um, what, did you, what did you want to share or can I you know, share with the, allow you to share with the audience? Yeah, so it is so wild thinking back to the last episode that we recorded because the evolution of me as a dietitian and also me as like the sorority nutritionist and the persona and business that I have online has taken so many more steps and leaps and bounds than I ever could have imagined. And I'm super excited to share with you guys that I quit my job and I am a full-time entrepreneur now. So I finally feel like, not that I wasn't before, but I'm stepping in definitely into the role of dietitian boss. And it's something that I always thought would be like so far away from me, but it literally is my reality right now. And it kind of just like pinched me. I can't believe it's real. Congratulations. I'm really, really happy for your success. And can you share with the listeners 
how you got here, what happened, what's the journey timeline, any kind of key details or, or um, facts. Yeah. So back in April, my fiance got the news that we had to move. We were going to be in Tampa for Tampa, St. Petersburg area for about a year before he moved to Boston again for the remaining um, part of his residency. He's a medical resident. And I had one of those, oh shit moments. Cause I was like, I didn't want to have a clinical job for the rest of my life. I loved working with women. I loved working in weight loss. I already was in the private practice sphere, but I knew that I, I couldn't just go back to doing clinical and working in a hospital setting. So back in April, I decided to invest with Libby. I did three months of coaching and I launched my private practice, which was really cool, but I wasn't at the place where I could go full time. I was literally starting from ground zero. I had a little bit of a social media following, but absolutely no mechanisms and systems in place to turn my followers into clients and make a sustainable living off of it. So I invested back with Libby um, and that's, about nine months ago now, which is literally crazy to think about it. And I continue to work with Libby and really just build my practice and build my social media and, you know, continue to improve upon the systems that we've put in place. And now I'm at the place where I'm finally full-time. Congratulations. I'm really happy to, to hear and see that. So walk us through what, like, how have you been able to use social media with the processes and systems you have in place like what has been a game changer to get you to where you are now, whether it's like your marketing and then we can talk a little bit about like the offer as well, like the expansion and, and um, updates with your offer. Yeah, I think there's a few things that have been so pivotal for me and my business with social media. I think the first thing is you have to rip, have to rip the bandaid off and be who the F you are on social media. Like, the person you are when you're talking to your clients and when you're talking about nutrition and you're that passionate, you need to show that and get your followers equally as excited for that. So don't be afraid to speak your truth. Don't be afraid to be exactly who you are on social media because people might hate you, but there's going to be a hell of a lot more people that love you and want to work with you. So I think it's really important in that and because, you know, from the get-go, I just embraced that I work with weight loss. I embraced my story. I embraced exactly the sorority kind of vibe that I know a lot of women can relate to that are in college or just have graduated and were in sororities. And because of that, people loved the energy and people, you know, really felt my passion and they could tell how much I cared about the small amount of clients that I started with. And it just really allowed me to grow and have other people to want to invest with me and want to work with me in the same capacity. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, uh, talk a little bit about how your, you know, Instagram feeds, since I know that's how you primarily get clients. How has that evolved from the approach of posting, engaging with stories and the way that you go about just preparing to put content out? How has that evolved from, you know, since April till now? Oh boy. Back in April, I was like, Libby's helping me out. I'm doing amazing. And then flash forward nine months and I'm like, what the hell was I posting in April? Like it is constantly an evolution. I know nine months from now, I'm going to be like, what the F was I doing then? Um, and it's going to continue to do that. And I think that's where a little bit of my perfectionism comes in because I wanted to be farther along back in April than where I actually was. And I talk about this a lot with my followers as well. And I think it's really relatable because 
you're just because you're not where you want to be doesn't mean you can't get there and you have to really embrace social media and and the craft of it as a journey because it's not going to happen overnight and you have to kind of fail epically quite a few times and not have good engagement and um, not relate to your clients and really experiment with things to find out what's going to click and most recently for me like with my specific target client that I, that I really try to identify in my marketing, I realize new things about her and I've changed quite a few things with my messaging. And it's not that I'm not being authentic to myself. I'm just realizing what almost gives me the most bang for the buck with my posts. Like, like wh what is going to be worth my time to focus on in my social media? So I'm not wasting time doing other things. Love it. And that's everything you just said. I, I want the listeners to just re-listen to this episode because there's so much value in what Lauren is saying and how you're talking about crafting a message, evolving it, accepting failure. These are all just parts of the marketing process and really getting more clear and getting better. You just have to allow yourself to, to try. And I think the, the most successful clients I have, including Lauren, just continues, keeps putting stuff out there. Um, and I think that's an important message for those of you who feel paralyzed and you feel like you can't continue you have to just keep going and allow yourself to evolve and really truly implement strategy the way that, you know, I know Lauren has. So walk us through your offer, because I know just like your marketing has evolved and you, you know, really put effort into it and it's grown. Talk to us about the, how that's, you know, happened with your offer as well. Yeah. So just like I just have focused on mastering Instagram and that's still something I'm continuously mastering. Like I don't even feel like an expert at it. It's doing its job and it's getting me to the place where I'm able to be full-time because it's my main marketing source. However, it's always evolving. You can always do better. And it is a journey, like I mentioned, but when it comes to my offer, just like my Instagram, I focus on one thing first. And I think that's something you share with everyone on your social media channels. Like I did not have and multiple eBooks and meal plans and a course and all this stuff. When I first started, I literally started, I have a three month weight loss coaching program. This is what I do. I work with these people. You're not a good fit if you, you don't meet this criteria. And that was it. And because it was so specific, every day I went on my story, I talked about it. Every time in my post, I talked about my offer. And it was that one thing that allowed me to grow that and exceed my sales goals and then realized, okay, you know, I'm hitting so many amount of women with this, but there are some women that maybe can't do this right now. What are other things when I got to the place and hit certain income goals? But I think the biggest thing on my journey so far that I would share to anyone starting off at is don't do a bajillion things, do one thing and do it freaking well. Truth, uh, meaning one platform, one offer, one message. I think one across the board. I am like, yes. And I can say that people that come to me who have like less and who are willing to do that, they actually do better. <laughs> yeah. so. Just like less is more when it comes to nutrition, right? Like specifically for me and my niche, women fad dieting and doing all these different things. We want to change so much at once. We need to practice what we preach in nutrition as a dietitian boss. We don't need to be doing a bajillion things. We need to do one thing or one or two things and do them well. And when you're a jack of all trades, oftentimes you're not going to be like the best at one thing. You're just being like good at many things. So you are now the queen of fun and the queen of focus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm obsessed. Yeah, mastery and focus is definitely, I would say, one of my skill sets, and it is very important. I believe it's how I've been successful. Like, if you can't focus and master one thing, it's really hard to, to 
move on and be good at other things. Um, so when you can really truly say, I'm going to hit my goals and set goals with using this platform the way Lauren has, like look at the success she's had and like the amount of joy and, and satisfaction it brings you as well as serving the women who you intend to serve. And it's, it, Lauren's not doing 12 things. She's not selling 15 things. Um, so I, I just want to make sure for the, those of you listening, like that you really get it. Like Lauren focuses. Um, and I will say when I had my initial success and I was like so giddy to begin having other offers, a mistake that I had that I'm not sure some of your listeners may know is I actually tried to expand too quickly. So I hit certain sales goals, but then immediately trialed different offers. And it was important that I trialed that looking back because I learned a lot from it about my ideal client, what they really wanted. But I didn't get to the place where now I have three different offers in my business. I, I, I didn't start with three different offers. I started with one and I failed at quite a few of them. And then I realized exactly what my ideal client wanted. And now I'm sticking with it. And all of my followers understand my different offers now. But once you start implementing more offers, it does get very, very confusing because like for me and my business and maybe for some of your followers as well, your, your different offers are for different clients. So your marketing changes. It, it then means like you need three different types of Instagram posts, not just one type that you're trying to market towards. So it can get a little bit confusing. It does get confusing. And I do agree that people try to expand too fast. And if you really want to master, like getting the clarity on everything you're talking about is very helpful. So I appreciate you, you sharing that message. What has been, you mentioned earlier, a challenge, like in this process and journey of you growing and becoming full-time, which is so incredible, especially since you've done it so fast, uh, what have been some of the biggest challenges? And then also in contrast, what has been surprisingly easier than you might have expected? I would say my biggest challenge has 100% been my mindset and confidence. And y'all listening to this are probably like, you struggle with confidence because I talk about confidence all the time and mindset. But I think if you're not struggling with your confidence and mindset at one point along your entrepreneurial journey, you're not pushing yourself and you're not pushing yourself to do better. So for me, I really struggled just like my clients do with wanting to be farther along than I currently am at. And I, I set a goal with Libby back in April. I'm like, I want to be full-time by January. And thank God, knock on wood, I'm here now. And I accomplished that goal. But there were so many times along the way where I just was doing well and I wasn't actually acknowledging the progress that I've made. So I would feel so much farther, so much further away from my goals, even though I was so much farther and closer to what I wanted to achieve than I thought I was. So um, I think really, whether it's personal development books, whether it's business coaching and, and mentorship, whether it's just having a friend or a buddy along your journey who is going through the similar things, or even a supportive spouse, like my fiance is totally my rock. And I have a few very close dietitian friends that I, you know, if I'm having a bad day that I can go to, but you need to continuously improve your mindset if you want to become a CEO, if you want to become someone who's full time, because you need to have that strength because it, it, it's going to be a rocky road. That's the one thing that's guaranteed when you're, you're going into entrepreneurship. Yes. And for those listening, when you say strength in your mindset, I feel like some examples would be good. So what can you say has been personally helpful for you or that has challenged you? What has been difficult for you when you've looked back and said, oh, 
that helped me, even though it was hard. Yes. So I think the rejections from some of the people that I thought I could truly, truly help when I wanted to, and them saying my price is too high. And for me, I, I know my worth. I know my value. People pay me my current price. And so when people say no to me at first, I thought it was an insult. I thought it was something wrong. And yes, I'm constantly improving my sales skills and my marketing to make sure I'm getting the person that I want. But I took things way too personally at first when in reality, that no was an opportunity for another yes. So that was a big mindset thing for me. And specifically with social media, because I'm that perfectionist, like many dietitians, and I want things to be perfect, even though it takes a long time for them to get towards a place of quote unquote perfection, but even it doesn't exist. For me, I would post things and I would work so hard at stuff and that hard work didn't match with the result. Maybe it got poor engagement. Maybe I didn't think it was doing a good, a good job on my feed, or maybe I just got frustrated with social media. But when I truly took a step back and, and realize like my worth isn't in Instagram followers. My worth is like the people I'm able to impact. And my, I've, it's crazy. I had a, a Instagram IGTV that did so poorly. And I was like, what the hell? Like, did I make a mistake posting this? And I had a girl reach out in an application and then purchase with me for, as a client, a high paying client. And she's like, your story, like really, really hit me hard in that Instagram IGTV video. And you know, it didn't get a lot of engagement, but sometimes that polarizing stuff isn't going to get that engagement because it hits so hits a button so deep inside someone that means you are really truly speaking to your ideal client. So I think when it comes to mindset in summary, knowing that your follower count doesn't equal your success and having other indicators was really huge for me. And just like owning who you are and knowing like, like you can do this. Absolutely. And when we talk about owning who you are, and you've said that a few times, and I of course agree, that is a huge struggle for just like mindset. It is mindset, right? Like how do you own who you are? What's helped you um, get better at that? I mean, you've always owned it, but as you, as I see you evolve, you own it more and more across the board, you know, with your marketing and sales process, with how you go about and communicate and relate to your audience even, you know, how you are on this podcast episode today, you totally own it. So how have you gotten there or how can you like break down a specific example for somebody who feels really timid? Yeah. So I, it comes with time. I think that's the number one thing. It's not the sexy fun answer you're looking for, but to own who you are, it comes with time. I, it's funny when people message you from like, a long time ago and then they message you again recently like you can sometimes see old instagram stories like i should totally send you an old story for you to post on your page because the way i talked a year ago on instagram stories or even two years ago god forbid was so different than how i talk now so the repetition is really important i shared with with your followers before on instagram but i always go on my story every day like yes there might be some days that don't go on but i continuously put myself in front of the camera so i can show my personality and Become more comfortable in front of it. And that's been really huge for me. And I think another massive mindset switch that has helped me own who I am was I know it's easier said than done to stop comparing yourself, but just do, do the things that you need to do. I used to try to do other things that were working for other dietitians or influencers and just like trying to emulate their success. The only way to truly achieve success, in my opinion, is do it your own way. Like when you do things your own way and you're in your creative zone and you're, you're doing the things that 
that you know are going to be helpful to your client, that's when you're going to succeed. But copying other people, trying to be like someone else, that's not how you authentically become who you are. So you have to be yourself and people can see that. People know when you're genuine and it's very visible on video and it's even visible sometimes with content in my opinion. Absolutely. I agree. Video is more vulnerable and that's why people struggle with it. And I really appreciate that, Lauren. I will be expecting an old story so we can go ahead and do a comparison. Oh God, what did I get myself into? I think that's actually really helpful. And it's the same, you know, when you look back to, again, content then and now, stories then and now. I think it's a great throwback. And I think it's also part of how you own who you are and celebrate your wins is looking at how far you've come and then being able to provide that leadership for other dietitians to show them like wherever you are today, you, you know, own it in some, ex- some small extent to be able to give yourself the opportunity and permission to be able to be a better version of yourself. So you're setting an, a wonderful example on that note. And I, and I love the, the reflection. When it comes to goal setting, you are a total boss at doing that. And I know that some of the listeners might not really know that about you because I have the the ability to work with you on a deeper level as your coach. What tips can you give people? I know you use goal setting with your clients. You love goal setting. How has goal setting helped you get to where you are today and be able to feel like so rewarded with the work that you do? I think goal setting is pivotal to success. I think it's the corny quote. If you don't have like a goal, you're just working hard for like no result or whatever that goal is. I'm really bad at quotes. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that already. But I think goal setting and things that have helped me First off, I set long-term goals, and I think I always used to just focus on the long-term goals and not the day-to-day, but something I do, and actually, fun fact, I even have this right in front of Libby right now for you guys listening, but I set a top five list every single day of things I need to do, and for me, that's really helpful for me to stay on track, and weekly setting goals and also monthly having goals has been really huge, and that's something Libby has helped me really dive into, but I think another fun fun thing with goal setting I that it has been very, very important for my success. And I shared this actually with my small group program that launched on Monday. I make all of my passwords, my goals. So I can't share my goals on this podcast necessarily guys. But when I, every time I log on to my computer and my email, I have to type in my goals. And there's one specific goal that I am really, really passionate about. And that's my password. I think about it all the damn time, multiple times a day and having that repetition and continuously repeating to myself how hard I am working towards that goal. I I don't, it helps me black out the negativity of feeling I'm so far away from it. Is it going to happen to me? And instead I keep repeating to myself how hard I'm working towards it and how close it is becoming. So I think whatever goal you guys have, set it as your password, write it somewhere, have it as your background on your phone, repeat that goal constantly. And you're going to emulate that. You're going to embody it and it's going to become a reality for you. Amazing. So helpful. Do you have a vision board, Lauren? Do you have anything like that? No, I don't have a vision board. I have Pinterest, if that counts, but I don't really use that as much for social media. A vision board would be an amazing thing. I'll have to add it to the to-do list. (laughs) Okay. Noted. And yeah, I do agree that all the visual reminders, like the, the desktop, you know, screensaver or your, um, your phone background, the password, like all that, it, it adds up. And then I've got, I'm sitting in front of a whiteboard, like writing out as much as you can. Like Lauren's got a journal, I've got a whiteboard, like whether you use software, whatever you're doing, like get it out, get it out from your head and onto paper, whether it's digital or pen and paper, um, because then it becomes real. 
So I love all your tips and tricks about how you've owned the goals and, and are reminded. I think that's, that's really helpful psychologically. I want to move into, as we wrap up, the last couple of questions. I saved the best for last. I want to talk about money. So what has been your biggest fear around charging a higher price and then being at a point to quit your job? I mean, those are huge, huge fears. Yeah, I think sustainability and specifically for me and my target population, there's so much college weight loss that's cheap and having affordable deals and things like that. But I also remind myself like specifically where I'm from, like I grew up in a middle-class family, but I grew up in an extremely wealthy area where I know there are women and families that are so willing to pay a lot of money for a very high end service. But I think I got so away from that as a college student on my own, where I really struggled with like, would someone pay this month to much to work with me? Like, am I worth this? And that's where, you know, I experimented with a few things. I slowly built my way up to what I charge now, but I realized that no matter who the hell you're trying to target, if you go after the specific person that has a certain amount of money, like they will pay for it if they see the value. And you'd be so shocked. Like I have college students, freshmen in college, pay, pay me in full for my top ticket offer. And when you say like, people can't pay you a certain amount of money. Like maybe they're not your ideal client. And for me, I struggled with that because there's so many people that I can help. And, and that's where, as you grow, you can have other offers, but if you're not willing to pay the price that other women are paying you, you know, you can't give a discount for that. Dare I say the D word and it's okay to have people go. And, and like you showed me Libby, like if you are trying to build a more premium brand and you don't want to be a lower ticket offer, you can have success with whatever amount of price that you charge, but you have to be consistent in your messaging and who you are has to align with that. And for me, being a higher end brand has always been more in line with my vibe and more in line with my personal goals and dreams with this business. So you have to choose your price with a purpose and not just charge a high amount of money because it's fun and a lot of money sounds fun. It has to be strategically planned. Love it. I love all of that. And I think the overarching message um, of what you shared today, in addition to all the wisdom with mindset and your story, is that you need alignment with your marketing message. And when you have that, you have the freedom and flexibility to do literally whatever you want. I mean, I can't stress this enough. You can any business, anywhere you want, do anything. Like if you market well, you have opened the doors and Lauren is a perfect example. Uh, so thank yes. you for sharing that. Of course. And fun fact, I say fun a lot, guys. Yesterday, a follower of mine asked me about my prices and she's not quite ready to make the investment now. She's been following me for some time and we go back and forth on messages and stuff. But she told me like, I am so worth it. And you guys are all going to have that moment because a couple months ago, I seriously was like, am I going to be able to go full time with the amount of price that I'm charging? Like, should I lower it and try to get more volume and things? But I stuck with what I do. And now the value that people see in me that are not my clients is being emulated in my social media. So if you want it, whatever price you want to charge, whatever value you think you provide for your service, stick with it. And it's going to get to the point where you're going to get that message too. I love it. Last question as we wrap up here, what can you know, we expect from you in the future that you're willing to share or is it all a surprise? Oh, I don't know. It's so funny. Like when people are like, what's your one year plan? Like 
don't get me wrong with, with Libby. I still work with Libby guys. I have tremendous strategy to what I do. So like I have certain goals and things that I'm trying to hit, but I never know what the future holds. I will say I had this revelation a few days ago and Libby and I have played around with the idea, but once I moved to Boston in June, I really want to get into doing in-person events that are very high end. And I think that would be really fun to get not off of social media, but get into the real life sphere because so much of what I do is online, but I'd really like to get my followers out of their house and out of just being, um, seeing me on their phone to doing things in person. So really trying to get in the community once I have a more stable location that I live and really immerse myself into the health and wellness sphere there when it comes to weight loss. Amazing. And you're going to dominate that in-person community building the same way that you have online. And I can't wait to see that and and make sure that you've marketed that very well, which I have no doubt that you will. (laughs) On that note, any final last words you want to end us with today? This has been so fun, first off. And second off, I just want y'all to remember, I was you nine months ago. And I don't say that like, oh my God, look at me at how far I've come. Like, I would be lying to you if I didn't have days where I had anxiety and I cried and I wasn't sure if this was going to happen. But the only reason I think it did happen is because I didn't give up. There's nothing like that special about me. It's the fact that I don't give up. And I think with all of Libby's successful clients is because they implement quick. They continuously persevere no matter what statistics or numbers or followers that they have. And they just continue on and be their authentic selves. And once again, I was you nine months ago, just like all of Libby's other clients. And you can, you can do this is basically what I'm trying to say. Really, really motivating. Thank you so much for um, being such a role model and um, really helping inspire our colleagues. It's, it's really wonderful that to have you do that and to have everybody feel so inspired. I know they are. Um, and they've told me, especially when I've shared information about you and stories that you've been able to do on my feed, people just love it. So I know you're making an impact and in helping inspire your colleagues, which is just further um, showcasing your ability to um, make an impact and be a leader. So thank you again, Lauren, for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. The next step to continue pursuing your journey includes applying to my next group program. You can find that on my website under group coaching and apply. You can also grab my free workbook. Also listen on my website and go through the exercises so that you can get more clear with your marketing plan, which is going to help you get one step closer to creating the money and impact that you deserve.